Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All the talk, all offseason, has been what is Shane Steichen bringing to this Indianapolis Colts offense? Now that the Colts have Anthony Richardson, what will the offense look like for the Colts this fall? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore. I'm joined here by my colleague and co-host, as usual, Drake Wally. And we've got a special guest this evening. We've got another one of our colleagues from HorseshoeHuddle.com. He's the lead analyst of HorseshoeHuddle.com, the co-host of Locked On Colts. Zach Hicks is joining us tonight for a very fun episode. How you doing, Zach? It's good to have you on the pod. Haven't had you on the pod since I think way back when the season ended when we did our round table. So it's been a minute. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. You know, I'd love to come on more, but uh, you know, you guys hear my voice so much. If you guys are listening to this episode and this podcast, you're probably listening to Lockdown Colts and you guys are hearing me five days a week over there, you know, sometimes. So it's like you know, we got to calm down. We can't hear too much of Zach Hicks throughout the week. It's a, you know, we have to put a cap on it. It's a little dangerous to, to all of y'all, but excited to be here. You know, you, you kind of, uh, you know, you promised me a good time talking about Anthony Richardson and, and getting into his game a little bit. So, you know, I had to come on for that. I had to, you know, just keep talking to Anthony Richardson. I can't get enough. This is going to be a 100% Anthony Richardson episode for us here on the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. The chat's already blowing up. Truett says, we got the triple A crew tonight. We really appreciate that. Logan Schmidt, the GOAT, is in the house. That's a great day to be an Anthony Richardson fan. Of course, Stats Matt, the now, I guess, the fourth host tonight of the show, saying triple box, DSG good bars in the house. We really appreciate all of you guys showing out for what's going to be a really fun episode tonight. And if you haven't done so, already what do i always say go ahead and follow us on all the things go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook go ahead and follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to the youtube channel and hit that bell so you know when drake and i are going live whenever destin and shot are going live because content has been pumping out the wazoo from horseshoe huddle from all three of our shows from all three of the podcasts all of us writing articles because 
honestly, the world of the NFL never stops. It really doesn't. And, and I think tonight is going to be a super fun episode as we dive into really the intricacies about what this Colts offense is going to look like this this fall. I mean, we were, we're talking about an offense that's going to look a lot different than what we've seen the past, especially last year, but the past couple years. Uh, different quarterback, different skill sets, different head coach. It's all going to be it's all going to be different. And I think I think with how Shane Steichen is going to set things up, uh, I think offense is going to be fun again in in Indianapolis. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to dive into the running game first. Uh, then we're going to talk about the passing game and how Shane Steichen, we think, is really going to structure this thing around Anthony Richardson. So, so Drake, I know you got the run the damn ball sweatshirt on. So, of course, we're going to start with the running game tonight. Uh, running game. I think it's it's we're we're gonna see a a renaissance of run the damn ball just because of of the type of talent that Anthony Richardson brings uh, to the quarterback position. So so Drake, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you first here, what what do you think, or what are some of the things that you think this this Colts offense is going to to really implement this 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 season with the running game? When you're talking about Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, the whole crew, give me something that you're expecting to see from this Shane Steichen offense? Well, I mean, first and foremost is, yes, Jonathan Taylor is going to clearly be the the most, you know, deadly weapon on the, on the offense. So he's going to get the bulk of the carries. But I do think you're going to see kind of more of the, the committee backfield. I, I think you're going to see um, – I, I don't know which one of the, the four guys maybe gets uh, that third spot, if it's Jackson, if it's Moss, but – you're going to see an implementation of some sort of committee backfield to take a little bit, I think, off of Jonathan Taylor, because, yes, in 21, he was fantastic, but they didn't even make the playoffs. He put on a, a superhuman performance. They still missed the playoffs. So you got to take a little bit of that wear and tear off of Taylor. I do think I'm most intrigued, though, about Evan Hall. I, I am so dang excited to see what Shane Steichen is going to do with this guy. Uh, arguably the best catching back, you know, in the entire draft. So I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see a lot more if Richardson starts, he's going to be put into like sets where there's two or three running backs where you can fool the defense. You can have them, you know, try to figure out what the mix up is and who's going to come out of that backfield with the ball. And if it's a six foot five, 250 pound man who can run a four, four that's a problem for a defense. If they are one step behind on a fake or something. So you're going to see Steichen, let Richardson run the ball a little bit because or actually probably a lot. I mean, Zach can dive into it more, but I bet you're going to see him running the ball quite a bit, maybe even like eight to 10 times a game if he starts. So uh, committee backfield, Richardson will have the ball. And I do think that it'll be interesting to see what Evan Hall brings to the table. Those are my three takes. We've got we've got the chat is just absolutely blowing up here. We've got three super chats from Stormy Hellbrook. Uh, we really appreciate all the support from you. Uh, and, and by the way, happy Mother's Day to, to Stormy. If you guys don't know, Stormy is the mother of our own Drake Wally here. So appreciate that. Uh, uh, appreciate the super chat and the support. The wife, my wife here with the super sticker. Really appreciate you. Hopefully you're, you're still outside enjoying your uh uh hammock chair that i bought you this weekend so <laughs> really appreciate you turning into the show uh tonight and then we've got patrick here 
Patrick's got Patrick is always one of our loyal listeners. Really appreciate the super chat from you, Patrick. Uh, he asked, how many running backs do we see on the 53 uh, week one? And who are they? Uh, Zach, I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you. Who do you think is going to, before we kind of dive into how Anthony Richardson affects the running game, uh, what, which running backs do you see on the 53 man roster? Yeah. So I think obviously Jonathan Taylor is a lock. Like, I don't think we even have to debate <laughs> that. I mean, I, I feel pretty good about projecting Jonathan Taylor making, uh, <laughs> making the roster here, but outside of that, I do think it's an open competition for all the spots behind him. You know, uh, I think Deion Jackson and Zach Moss have shown some good things in the past. Deion Jackson, obviously on special teams and as a pass catcher uh, showed some really good things last year. I uh, had, a, I think he had a game last year with like 12 catches against the, the Jacksonville Jaguars was a great ad for my fantasy team in that game. So <laughs> phenomenal, phenomenal game. Uh, but then Zach Moss had a really, really strong end of the year. I mean, uh, I, I think I cut it out the other day. He was like 11% of his rushes at the end of the year went for over 10 yards. Like that's that's a really, really good number, really high explosive play rate out of that running back. And that was with him not really adding too much in the passing game. So if you're going to have him as a guy who maybe gets five to 10 carries uh, a game where it's mostly just to spell Jonathan Taylor or maybe just be that, that grounded pound guy that you bring in every now and then, that, that's a good role to have. So I do think those guys both have good chances. Evan Hole is another player who has a really good chance, uh, but it really comes down to the numbers. Like Patrick is saying here, they could keep three. They could keep four. Maybe they go five and they keep a fullback. They grab a fullback <laughs> somewhere or they convert some linebacker to fullback and they go five. But I would say somewhere between three and four it really depends on who shows up on special teams and, and where they feel the special teams and just the overall offensive skill position player depth is. Uh, because if they keep, say, six wide receivers and four tight ends, then you really don't have a room for a fourth running back. But if you keep five wide receivers and four tight ends or five wide receivers and three tight ends, then you'll probably go four running backs and just keep that platoon going. But yeah, Shane Steichen in the past has typically gone with around four running backs uh, just to have that platoon going, having some guys for special teams, having guys who do different roles. I mean, last year, all four of their running backs in that in that running back room uh, had a really, really decent role and, and kind of got out there. And you can even see go back in 2021 when uh, when the Eagles were like the number one rushing attack in all of football, they had four guys that were consistently rotating in and out and, and getting carries. So I would guess four. They probably want four. That's the idea. But if it ends up only being three guys that are worth making it, then they'll only have three guys that are worth making it. So uh, it's going to be a really interesting battle between those three guys, though, behind Jonathan Taylor to see not only who makes the team, but who gets snaps throughout the year. Yeah, I, I think four is a really good number. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the workhorse back. And I think Zach Moss really showed uh, that he can really contribute in a big way spell jonathan taylor uh kind of be not necessarily that change of pace back because i think he he is closer to a jonathan taylor style of play but but zach moss is a very solid number two running back and then obviously well if if they only keep three it's going to be a competition between evan hall and Deion jackson who's going to add more value uh, if they do keep four obviously you've got evan hall who in my opinion was the best receiving back maybe outside of Bijan robinson but he was he was an absolute freak uh, of a running back evan hall was one of the best pass catching backs in this entire draft class he made my all fits team for the indianapolis colts uh, and then Deion jackson we've seen him 
just whenever his number is called, he's came in and he's and he's helped produce. And he and he's been a solid to great special teamer for the Colts for for multiple years. So great question, Patrick. If anyone else have that has any other questions, go ahead and throw it in that super chat. We'll be sure to catch all of you guys tonight with those. Uh, but but really, let's dive into Anthony Richardson. Uh, Drake said that he thinks it's going to be a, uh, a a running back by committee approach behind Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think we could see that. Uh, obviously depending on the matchups i think shane steichen really likes to use his his players and and do just depending on the matchup and and try to put his players in the best position to succeed but i think it's what's going to make this running game just even stronger is the threat of anthony richardson in that backfield and and this is kind of where i'm going to go to you zach is we we see we've seen the different things that Anthony Richardson was able to do at Florida, and and really just kind of what what do you see Shane Steichen using not only from what he did at Florida, but what Shane Steichen even used with Jalen Hurts there in Philadelphia. What are some of those things that that that, that he's going to bring to the Colts to implement with Anthony Richardson to to really get him get him going early? Because I think I think that's what makes his seat his floor not as low as people think is while he is still getting adjusted to, to becoming a better passer. I think he's going to, he, when he steps onto the field week one, he's going to be one of the best running or rushing quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, it really goes down schematically. What we're talking about here is, is what a lot of people call the plus one quarterback theory. You know, we're talking about the plus one quarterback in the run game. And I had a really great guest on locked on Colts recently in Emory hunt talking about this, where, Throughout the history of NFL football, we've traditionally played the game 10 on 11. It has been 10 players on offense versus 11 players on defense, especially when, I mean, when it comes to the run game. Obviously, in the passing mm-hmm. game, it's 11 on 11 because you have the quarterback throwing the ball. But in the run game, it's been 10 on 11 every time. 10 on 11. You have 10 guys because that quarterback, outside of just threatening to maybe pull it on a play action, that quarterback's not doing anything on the run game. They're hanging the ball off and they're getting out of the way that you're playing with less players and in a game that is so predicated on, on athletes nowadays, you need to have 11 on 11. You know, obviously you can still win without having a rushing quarterback. We see Pat Mahomes isn't a guy who, who runs a ton, but he's still the best quarterback in football, but to kind of mitigate those issues. And when you don't have a Pat Mahomes, the next best thing you can have is a guy who makes the, the number game equal. And that's 11 on 11 football, get that plus one player in the run game. Now, when I'm talking plus one player in the run game, it's not just read option every single play. It's not any of that. It's just the threat of the read option. It's the threat of Anthony Richardson. He never has to carry the ball just for teams to be scared of it. Because again, like, like Drake said at the beginning here, we're talking about a six foot four, 248 pound or 244 pound quarterback uh, that runs a four, four, eight. This is a player where even if he is not running the football, just having that ball in his hands, your eyes go to him. Because he's going to be a gazelle in the field, a rhinoceros in the field. You know, this guy can (laughs) fly, you know. So you have to always be wary of where he is, uh, which takes defenders out of the box. Or, you know, to talk about the pass game, which we're going to talk about later, it gets defenders down low in the box, more defenders to open up that deep pass game. But in the run game, and when you're you're looking at, you know, say you're even handing off just a, a running back sweep to the outside to Jonathan Taylor, that backside linebacker still has to keep eyes on Anthony Richardson. Because Richardson has that ability to run. You can see this in a lot of uh, games with, obviously, Lamar Jackson, uh, Cam Newton, historically, Jalen Hurts last year. Just watching those guys, even on regular handoffs, non-read handoffs, 
you have to have eyes on that quarterback. Uh, and there were plenty of plays these last couple of years where, you know, Miles Sanders there with the Eagles, uh, he was gashing these giant runs, averaging more than the average running back in the NFL on yards per carry. And a lot of that has to do with, yes, the offensive line's great there, but Jalen Hurts just attracting defenders and all and all assets. I did a, a study last year of the Eagles run game and their rushing attack averaged, I think, 0.4 more yards per carry. Other running backs alone, not not even counting uh, Jalen Hurts, but their running backs alone average 0.4 more yards per carry than the league average. And a lot of that, again, has to do with the mobile quarterback. Uh, but then the other aspect on top of that, where we're just talking about the threat of the quarterback, is actually what this quarterback is doing with the ball in their hands. You know, if you look at last season, I believe there were six quarterbacks last year who ran for over 400 yards. And I think all six of those teams were in the top 10 in rushing yards per game. Like, they, it, it is a major bonus to your rushing game. And, and what people don't realize when we talk about quarterbacks and we talk about their impact in this area of the field is all yards are created equal. You know, all yards are created equal. You can have a quarterback that's throwing for 3000 yards a season, but rushing for 800 and he's more valuable than a quarterback who's throwing for 3,400 yards per season, you know, or a quarterback who's throwing 20 touchdowns and rushing for 10 is more valuable than a quarterback who's just throwing 25 touchdowns. You know, you could just look at the throwing numbers and you say, oh, this guy is, you know, this is my quarterback. He throws better than this other guy. But I'm talking about creating yards, creating touchdowns, creating opportunities and yards per play, obviously, and EPA per play. We can go into all that stuff there. But having a quarterback who is such an impact in the run game creates like what DSG is there saying in the in the in the comments. It creates chunk plays. Chunk plays are chunk plays regardless of how they're earned. Uh, it can be on the run. It can be in the pass. And even and again, just just being a good passing or a good. Sorry, being a good rushing offense leads to more opportunities in the passing game. We saw with the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles under Shane Steichen. They were the best rushing offense that we've seen in years, you know, outside mm -hmm. of those Lamar Jackson teams with the Ravens, which, you know, furthers my point when I'm talking about here. Uh, they were the best rushing offense that we've seen in a long time. The next season, they get an A.J. Brown and they just start ripping it deep. You know, now they're mo the most explosive passing offense in the league on top of still being an explosive rushing offense. So, yeah, you know, this rushing game, even if Anthony Richardson is a 55 percent passer, he's going to add so much value with just the threat of his legs. Oh, and then the actual ability that he has with the ball in his hands. So that plus one ability as a quarterback just does so much to a defense and it spreads you as wide as possible. And when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, when you're spreading a defense and you're limiting where they're going and you're delaying their reaction speed by a second, that's going to lead to some big things in the run game. So the passing game might not be perfect this year for the for the Indianapolis Colts, but Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson should be able to do a lot of good things in the run game, even if the Colts offensive line isn't what they were of years ago. You know, the offensive line, if they can just be adequate, which maybe is a big ask there, uh, we could be talking about a really, really good season from this uh, Colts rushing attack. And, and if you guys know me, I'm, I'm always the guy that's full of cliches, but, but one, I think that's going to be very true this year is the best, the best thing for a young quarterback is a good running game. And, and that's going to be true this year because not only are defenders going to have to really focus on, on Anthony Richardson on every single play, uh, whether the ball goes to Jonathan Taylor or not, as Jamerse likes to say, it was like there was 12 guys on the field when they were going up against Jalen Hurts last year and, and the Philadelphia Eagles. But 
being able for 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 Anthony Richardson to really get used to the game, get used to the speed of the game, not too not put too much on his plate, not put too much on his shoulders, is is being able to rely on Jonathan Taylor handing the ball off, and with and when defenses and those linebackers are keying in, as Zach said, just that that split second where you're you're wondering, it does is Anthony Richardson going to take off or is he going to give it to Jonathan Taylor? I mean. We're, we're only a year and a half removed from an 1,800-yard, 20-touchdown season from Jonathan Taylor. And a lot of people forget that just because of the dumpster fire that was the Indianapolis Colts last year. And Jonathan Taylor playing through a high ankle sprain for at least half the season and, and not being his full self. And when the Colts had zero passing game last year with an offensive line that was struggling to really hold up against anybody until late in the year, teams just teed in on Jonathan Taylor and and said, we're not going to allow Jonathan Taylor to beat us. The Colts are going to have to beat us through the air. And obviously that, that hardly happened last year. So just, just being able to, to really to bring Anthony Richardson in here, not only does it alleviate the pressure off of, off of Richardson to have a strong running game, but it's going to open things up for Jonathan Taylor, where this this offense doesn't have to be centered around JT to be successful. He he doesn't have to carry the load thirty times a game, uh, trying to just grind defenses down. Things should be theoretically be- easier for Anthony Richardson. The hole should be bigger. The the reaction time of the defense isn't going to be as there. They're not going to key in on him as much because if they do. Then you've got the rhinoceros and Anthony Richardson just taking <laughs> off with that four four speed, and, and it's going to be really hard to bring him down once he gets a full head of steam going down the field. So, really, I think this this running game for the Indianapolis Colts can be much more dangerous than the passing game, at least this year. We'll have to see down the line as Anthony Richardson develops, gets more comfortable in the offense, works on his mechanics, uh, th- things of that nature, but just allowing him to get his feet wet and allowing him to get used to the NFL game and earn those valuable live game reps that he so desperately needs. When you have a running game that's centered around Jonathan Taylor and even add Zach Moss in there with, a, with as a reliable number two back, it, it's just going to make his life so much easier and, and allow him to really go at his own speed. So right. I think, I think the running game is going to be tremendous next year, but we're going to talk about the passing game now. Cause I know as everyone, everyone loves the deep ball. Everyone, wants to see those Anthony Richardson's deep shots down the field uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more complicated than that but a little bit more nuanced to to make Anthony Richardson's life easier to start and then as we see the season go along I think more and more things are going to be implemented around Anthony Richardson's strengths like Shane Steichen has been preaching since he was hired back in February so Drake I'm going to kick this off to you as far as what's going to happen in this passing game, what do you expect to see? I'm going to cut this up into basically two questions, two parts. What do you what are you expecting to see early from this Colts offense in terms of a passing game? Versus, and then what do you expect the Colts to do as the season goes along and Anthony Richardson gets more comfortable in this Colts offense? So, and I'll I'll kind of provide what I think, and then of course uh, Zach will Zach will be able to give an incredible take on this because he's actually covered this stuff. Oh, don't sell um, yourself short, Drake. You give yourself <laughs> you give your opinions just as valid as mine. You get out there. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, long story short, from the start, I think for the passing game, you're going to see probably empty sets. You're going to see one on ones where they're going to give these playmakers on the inside slot receivers like, like McKenzie slot receivers, like downs are going to be huge. Uh, get the ball out quick, get that short passing game 
smoothed out that medium intermediate passing game because Richardson can throw the ball deep. I mean, what he what he struggles with is those touch throws and 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 the 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 short the short throws where you know Steichen's gonna have to tell him don't pet you don't have to put the hole or put a hole in the receiver with this one because he likes to go 100 miles an hour so it's going to be you know empty sets and and mismatches i think that you're also going to see a, a really healthy amount of play action i think you're going to try to uh they're going to try to get the defense to bite on something so that richardson has maybe a little more time to make decisions and of course what everyone's excited about is you're going to see the I won't do it. Gan- Jonathan Gannon did that. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do that, but uh, <laughs> you're going to see seam routes. You're going to see vertical routes. You're going to see guys take advantage of zone and they're going to, they're going to break the zone with vertical routes and they're, it's going to give Anthony Richardson opportunities to throw the ball deep. I don't think you're going to see it as much early. That's what you'll see later in the season. I think you're going to see maybe a little more volume from him. Um, maybe a cup, maybe about five to 10 extra passes a game, perhaps something like that. Um, and, and they'll trust him more with those deep passes. But I think that you got to get him if you're going to start in week one and you're going to have him throwing the ball, you got to get him better at throwing short. You got to get him better at throwing intermediate. So you also probably see running back screens, wide receiver screens, just stuff to get the ball out of his hands quickly and easily. Logan Schmidt's got a question for you, Drake. He says, is that a freaking Colts helmet on the doorknob? Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a Colts helmet doorknob. I just think it's a mini Colts helmet on a doorknob. There we go. Uh, That's, that's awesome. I honestly love that. (laughs) I didn't know where to put it. (laughs) That's that's a perfect spot for it, but but no, Drake, you make, you make really good points. I, I expect them to try to get, get the ball out of his hands quickly. I think, but I think they're going to take more deep shots than you think, just because I think Shane Steichen really wants to emphasize chunk plays, explosive plays, and and again, building this offense around Anthony Richardson's strengths. And one of Anthony Richardson's strengths is that deep ball. So instead of kind of making him methodically dink and dunk it down the field, which is not, not necessarily what he is strong at right now, I mean, try to take those shots off uh, – deep down the field try to take the top off the defense especially when you have an alec pierce who showed multiple times last year that he could specialize in that we didn't see it as much from michael Pittman last year but if you go back to 2021 when carson wentz was the quarterback and they were they were throwing it deep Pittman caught his fair share uh, of deep balls and then I, I think when you're talking about the the guys that are shorter or, or in the quick area of the field josh downs isaiah mckenzie those guys that can win early in the downs uh you'll you'll see a lot of jelani woods uh in the in the scene in the slot this year and and in line but but i want to i want to kick this to you uh zach and and if you guys haven't checked out zach's zach's series on this on horseshoehuddle.com uh it's it's a great series please go check it out but uh, i want to talk about empty theory a little bit uh, something that you've really been doing a deep dive in and how it can really simplify things in a sense for Anthony Richardson in the passing game as far as not having to make full field reads kind of cutting the field in half and and allowing allowing him to make those reads pre-snap before things happen so uh, do you when we talk about empty theory and I'll let you dive into the specifics of it uh, really the question is do you think the the Colts the Colts are going. How much do you think the Colts are going to use empty theory and really integrate it within this offense, either from the start or or as we can see it down the line? 
Well, I think ultimately, again, the most important weeks of this offseason are going to be right after the OTA start where Shane Steichen sitting down with Anthony Richardson and not saying, you know, oh, this is what you're good at. So this is what we're going to do. He's going to be asking Anthony Richardson, what do you like to do? It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what he's good at. It matters what he likes to do. What's he feel comfortable with? What does he want to be as a quarterback? And then Shane Steichen's going to devise a scheme and devise a game plan that kind of fits what Shane, what uh, Anthony Richardson wants to be in the NFL. If Anthony Richardson never wants to run the ball, then Shane Steichen will design uh, a game plan that features the best of his passing ability and doesn't lean as much on the rushing game. If Anthony Richardson wants to come out and be a running back 2.0, you know, be the next Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield, <laughs> then it's going to be a very, very heavy Greg Roman, you know, 400 carries for Anthony Richardson game plan. So it it really comes down to what Anthony Richardson wants to be. Uh, so a lot of what I'm kind of speculating on is what Shane Steichen's done in the past and what could help a young mobile quarterback like Anthony Richardson. And I think empty, empty personnel sets and empty theory uh, is something that it it just unmuddies the field, you know, it unmuddies mm-hmm. the reads because so much of, of just defensive game playing nowadays is to get in the quarterback's head because post snap, it is hard to beat a quarterback nowadays. These quarterbacks are so athletic. They're so mobile. They're so creative you know pat mahomes you could you could get him off his first three reads you could blitz him he's going to spin on the backfield and throw it 70 yards down the field off one foot and complete a pass you know josh allen you could give him this much of a window to throw it to but he'll fit it in there you know you know Mm -hmm. that's what the nature of the nfl game is so what you have to do is you have to get them off balance pre-snap with disguises with different looks uh with changing coverages with splitting coverages uh and so much of that is hard for a rookie quarterback that's why we see rookie quarterbacks struggle immediately in the nfl is because they're getting thrown they're getting so much stuff just thrown at them that they did not ever see in college you know in college you get these very stuck in the mud defensive coordinators who yes there, there's some great ones out there don't get me wrong I, I think there are some great defense coordinators in college but they're just not throwing at uh these young quarterbacks what the nfl is going to throw at them especially with the level of athletes that the nfl has so empty theory and empty personnel sets is a way to just kind of unmuddy all that to make everything clear for a young quarterback because uh a very very uh common quote that uh my friend fran duffy has told me uh kind of goes around in league circles and a lot of coaches say is you know empty personnel is like truth serum for a defense because you cannot hide what you're doing you can't you can't afford to to disguise your coverage out of empty because you're going to be it's a quick passing set you know it's a passing set that's derived it's derivative of the of the quick passing game like you're not going to be able to disguise a a too high look come down into a one high look and blitz or whatever because then you're just allowing a look your glance over the middle because you're just you're you're just doing too much at that point you're you're leaving yourself vulnerable trying to disguise so you have to be in whatever you're going to be you have to show what you're actually doing uh, and the benefit, obviously, for the defense is you're only facing a five-man protection. So that quarterback has to get that ball out quick. Uh, but, yeah, so you, it's a kind of that true serum to that defense. You have to see exactly what's happening. And then you're isolating matchups. You know, Josh Downs in the slot on the backside versus the linebacker versus safety. You know, you're not you're not building this complex five-man route that you would think is happening in empty, in empty personnel sets. You're building a one-man route where Josh Downs cross the face of that linebacker and get open. That's the whole route. So Anthony Richardson doesn't have to set right, set left, reset back to the middle, hold the ball for five seconds. It's set right, get the ball to Josh Downs once he crosses that face. If he doesn't cross that face, scramble. You know, you you have four guys or five guys coming at you, scramble and, and get out of the backfield. So 
I think it just unmuddies a lot of what's going on. It's, it's fairly simplistic when you actually talk about the theory of empty and empty personnel sets. It's not something where you're going to call four verts and one underneath route like you can, but you're typically not doing that because it's a five-man protection. You need to get that ball out quick, but it is one way to just, just make life easier for that quarterback. Uh, and while it all comes down to what Anthony Richardson wants to do, if Anthony Richardson doesn't want to be an empty, they won't be an empty. You know, uh, Justin Herbert did not do much empty uh, with the with the Chargers. They did a lot more play action, which kind of made him more comfortable. So it really comes down to what the quarterback wants. But when you're looking at having this kind of athlete at quarterback and you're spreading the field as much as possible and you're getting the ball out quick and then you're also adding in QB draws, QB runs where you have four guys in the box or five guys in the box versus your five linemen and your freak show quarterback. Now we're talking about that numbers game, that plus one quarterback where it's not five on five, it's six on five because you have that six guy, which is that quarterback with the ball in their hand. Uh, so I do think it adds a lot of different elements to your offense. It makes life easy for your quarterback and it can just add a lot to your running game. I mean, the Eagles last year ran the ball 24 times out of empty uh, with Jalen Hurts and he had 240, uh, 240 yards and three touchdowns last year, including I want to say 50 yards rushing in the Super Bowl alone out of empty personnel. So, you know, it, it really does add a lot more uh, simplicity to the offense, adds a lot more simplicity and gets a lot of half field reads out for your quarterback. Uh, and it just makes a very complex element of reading an NFL defense. It simplifies it so much for a young quarterback that might have uh, some issues reading that right away. So I, I do think empty theory is one way. Uh, the Colts can make life easy for Anthony Richardson, but we can also talk bunch sets, stack sets, switch releases. We could talk the, uh, just leaning on the running game, play action game, uh, just doing what the 2021 Eagles did and just chuck the ball deep every other play. Like there are a lot of, you know, other plays that they can add in to make life easier for Anthony Richardson. But I do think it's going to be heavily leaning on that run game. It's going to be getting the ball out and empty if you want to get that ball out quick uh, and a lot of deep shots. It's going to be, it's going to be very similar to the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. I believe like that's what I firmly believe. It's going to be very similar to that. But again, at the end of the day, it really, really comes down to, uh, what Anthony Richardson wants to do. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day. Couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little, actually a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think 
it's it's yeah exactly that's that's a great point it's all going to be about making sure anthony richardson is comfortable in this offense because one of the biggest mistakes a, a team can do is to make their rookie quarterback loses confidence and do things that that he either he doesn't want to do or he's not comfortable doing and and this is why it, this this is why i think we really need to have realistic expectations about this team coming up in 2023 because I know I know a lot of fans aren't going to want to hear this, but it's really not about wins and losses in 2023. It's about the development of Anthony Richardson. That's really all that matters. If wins come along the way, sure, that's that's great. Uh, Truett uh, says here, two-set theory, Minshew quarterback, two running backs with Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, that'd be wild. Uh, that'd be certainly uh, interesting to see out there. But it, it's really going to be all about getting Anthony Richardson comfortable in this in this offense whether it is starting out with run heavy and then eventually moving towards a quick passing game uh, or whether it's it's just take take the top off the defense really try to open things up to to get those safeties back deep and then and then start to pick they pick things off underneath whether it is with the running game or the quick passing game it's it's just going to be interesting to really watch how this thing develops and and i'm super excited about my film reviews uh this year as opposed to last year watching matt ryan just kind of crumble uh in the pocket for for 16 17 weeks whatever it was um but but this year it's going to be fun because you're going to not only are we going to watch anthony richardson develop i really think you're going to watch his colts offense to kind of develop and and morph as the season goes along what what we see in week one or week two where whenever anthony richardson hits the ground running and is the starter for the colts it's going to be much different i feel than what we're seeing week 17 week 18 when the season winds down there's going to be changes uh shane steichen it seems like he he really adapts the approach of becoming a, a chameleon in a sense and changing things up week by week depending on the matchups that he's getting the players on the other side of the ball uh the defensive or the yeah, the defensive coordinator that he's facing it's each game plan is going to be different and and really tailored to who the colts are playing where Anthony Richardson is in his development and what he's comfortable doing. So it's really going to be fascinating to see how this thing all develops as the season goes along. And then when we talk about empty theory and that quick passing game, obviously that's something that, that we need to watch out too is because Anthony Richardson wasn't the best in that area and, and being able to make quick reads getting just simplifying things so he can focus on his mechanics and and if you haven't seen this already go ahead and go onto youtube and watch uh uh the episode that the florida gators production team put out uh we i think it's we are the swamp uh, i could be wrong on the name there but it followed anthony richardson through the draft process and and working with his his personal quarterback coaches about his completion percentage in the short area game and some of the certain things Anthony Richardson struggled with. He was trying to take some take some steam off of those passes rather than using his 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 body more. He was trying to take some off his arm. He would short throw, he would short arm it, and things would sail either way. 
be off in, in one direction or the other when instead it needs to be more of with with your body and and, and the mechanics that go through all that and they, they were able to identify that and they started working on that well before anthony richardson was even drafted by the colts so that's something that's going to be interesting to watch as well is how his mechanics and it's hard to really progress your mechanics in season just because of the the vigors that the NFL schedule is, but watching how his mechanics and and how his body is synchronized, whether he's setting the hallway or not, as as Zach detailed in some of his pieces uh, a couple of years ago, just kind of watching how the, his mechanics and how his body really syncs in the quarterback game and his consistency with those mechanics. Because you, it, it's great if you can do it once or twice. But in order to be a great quarterback, those mechanics need to be consistent and see how that consistency goes throughout the season. And I really think that's what's going to really drive however this Colts offense is set up is is what Anthony Richardson is comfortable with, what he's confident in doing, and then how he is with his mechanics as, as we move along throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing I do want to throw in here when we're talking about the passing game, and I'll, I'll be quick with this because I don't want to keep you guys too long here with all this, but uh, when you're talking about a, a mobile quarterback working in the NFL, especially in the passing game, uh, for me personally, I think the Air Coriel type of system that Shane Steichen has experience with uh, coming from that North Turner tree, I do think that is the best case scenario for a mobile quarterback because the end goal of Air Coriel is to get teams out of that too high look, get them into that single high look and just rip it vertically. You know, whether it's play action, whether it's four verts or anything like that. Uh, that's what was obviously made big back in the eighties with the chargers and, and Dan Fouts. And then obviously it carried to North Turner when he went to the chargers uh, back in the early 2010s. And that's just kind of that air Coriel system It's also what the greatest show on turf did with the, with the Rams back in the early two thousands, you know, we're talking uh, air Coriel, getting that ball out deep. And I think Anthony Richardson is set for that because one, he's already a really good deep passer, but two, like we talked about with the rushing game, that plus one quarterback, you know, you're going to get teams into single high looks way more often when you have a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, than what you are when you have a quarterback like, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, you know, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady, great quarterbacks, greatest of all time, uh, two quarterbacks there, but you know, no one's threatening, you know, you're not threatened by their legs. You don't have to bring that extra safety down, or you don't have to have a spy in there to keep an eye on those guys because they're not going anywhere. They're staying in that pocket. Anthony Richardson, if you give one bad lane when you're rushing the passer, or if you don't have a spy, or if you're doing straight up man across the board with too high and you're dropping everyone deep and they're calling those four verts and Richardson could break the pocket, that's a 40-yard game. You know, that's a 40-50-yard game. We saw Matt Ryan break off for a 50-yard game last year. What, what's Anthony Richardson doing with that next year? So, uh, yeah, I do think uh, when you have a quarterback like Anthony Richardson, you're bringing him to this Air Coriel type of system and just getting a lot of those vertical passes and those deep passing game, uh, like, play calls involved, you know, he's going to be set up for more success than another like immobile quarterback because of the looks he's going to get. He's going to get a lot of favorable looks. And if you guys want to study some offenses that that kind of took advantage of this, the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles, obviously they took a lot of deep shots. They didn't have an AJ Brown type. So Jalen Hurts was very inconsistent on those deep shots, but they did take a lot. Uh, obviously, North Turner was the offensive coordinator with Cam Newton. Uh, with the uh, with the Carolina Panthers back in 2018, where Cam Newton had his first season ever over 67 percent completion percentage, uh, also had his most yards per game passing in the history of his career uh, that year. It wasn't his greatest season, but there were some good things there. And then also, if you look at Lamar Jackson's time with Greg Roman there with the with the Baltimore Ravens, 
yes, it, it's mostly a run heavy game and that system was not the best in the passing game. But when that when that system had good success in the passing game, it was a lot of she- a lot of seam shots, a lot of getting that ball out vertically and, and allowing Lamar Jackson's athleticism to threaten defenses so he could rip the ball down the field. So those are some good offenses to study there if you want to see kind of what I'm talking about. But again, defenses get dictated by offensive playmakers. And when you have that plus one quarterback, you can dictate defenses to your will uh, and kind of exploit them in the way that you want. So I do think Anthony Richardson, just the threat of him, you know, this whole podcast here has been about the threat of Anthony Richardson. I don't care what he is right now. He is a raw quarterback prospect that has a way to go and maybe he's not completely ready to be a star in the NFL, but the threat of him is so intriguing that I feel like you have to get him out there early because it's going to dictate a lot of what defenses throw at you. And I think it's going to make life a little bit easier for him. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how early he plays, but I do think a lot of his early success is going to come more so from the looks he's going to get. And from what Shane Steichen's going to be able to do with him than maybe where he is as a quarterback. And then he's just going to grow from there. But I, I do think just, again, his ability just does so much in the run game in the past game that I want him on the field because that's just the kind of player he is. I agree. I agree. So let's go around the horn here real quick, and we'll each give one player that we think benefits the most from Anthony Richardson at quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll start with you, Zach. We'll go to Drake, and then I'll give mine to wrap things up. Yeah, you know, uh, I could go with like, uh, you know, like an I know you guys, one of you guys is probably going to say Alec Pierce or Josh Downs or, you know, the pass catchers and stuff like that. But I think the thing that we've talked about quite a few times on this episode and the guy that's the most obvious that's going to benefit is Jonathan Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. again, we've seen these mobile quarterbacks have such a ma- massive impact in the run game just from their own ability rushing the ball. You know, Lamar Jackson, obviously, with the with the Ravens has led to some career seasons for guys like J.K. Dobbins when they stayed healthy. Uh, Gus Edwards, you know, when he's been staying healthy, you know, those guys are having phenomenal seasons. Uh, and then obviously Jalen Hurts, you've seen Miles Sanders rushing for 4.8, 4.9 yards per carry because of a guy like Jalen Hurts. Now imagine that when you have a quarter or have a running back that's already rushing the ball for 4.9 yards a carry or 4.8 yards a carry. You know, obviously last year was not great, but I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to have one of his best seasons or just having another phenomenal season like he did two years ago, just because again, the threat of Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson doesn't have to rush the ball for a thousand yards this year for Jonathan Taylor to have a career best year. And I'm not saying he's going to have that year. Cause that's, from, that's, that's a crazy prediction to say 2000 yards is, is coming uh, from a running back. But again, if, if Anthony Richardson is rushing the ball for 400 yards this year, 500 yards this year, just that threat of him is going to give Jonathan Taylor the most space he's ever had in his entire career as a running back in college, he was a grounded pound fullback in front of him. Ice, you know, you're going to run those uh, RB ISOs up the middle and you're going to just have him, have him, you know, run power and stuff like that. You get to the NFL with Frank Reich, you know, you get some whams, you get some cool stuff from under under center and from in the gun, but now you're really giving him more space than he's ever had in his entire career. So I do think, you know, Jonathan Taylor, again, I'm not going to sit here and predict 2000 or 2100 yards rushing from him this year, uh, but I think if he stays healthy and he gets back to form, Anthony Richardson's going to give him so much more space to run. Uh, and, and I think we get a return to form from Jonathan Taylor. Logan Schmidt saying this is arguably the best quarterback running back rushing duo of all time. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Logan Schmidt, I love, love you, buddy. The confidence. Let, okay. Let's tamper those expectations. Hey, Mike, here, Michael but... Vick and Warwick Dunn were pretty they darn were... good. We got a, yes. we got a, you know, Cam Newton and whoever was next to him was pretty darn good. Lamar Jackson and uh, who was the guy in front of Gus Edwards there again early, early on in in Baltimore? There was like, like a thousand yard rusher with him. 
I can't remember who it was, oh, but they, they had some either. they had some guys there as well. But I do think, Logan, to, to, to validate you a little bit because we love you here, Logan, I do think it has potential to be there yes. we just we just got to chill a little bit but i i love it logan i love it i love it <laughs> i i think i think we i think there could be a as patrick wires wires says you're forgetting peyton and joseph die come on uh, man. Gosh, uh was yeah. it was it was it ray, ray rice Re- yeah, it might have been ray rice early on i thought it was some, i know it was someone in front of gus edwards early on and yeah, gus would come Forsett. in and, and yeah justin Forsett had some good seasons too like they had a lot of they had a lot of good uh, ones. So tough. yeah, tough yeah. yeah. But I think Vic and Work Dunn definitely have that title as of right now. I mean, th- those were two dogs right there early on. I think so, but man, it's it's enticing to think what those what this duo can do for the Colts. Drake, who is your player that you think is going to eat or, or benefits the most from having uh, Anthony Richardson back there at quarterback for the Colts? Well, um, I real quick wild card. I would, I was, I could say the offensive line because you don't have to worry about no mobility. Not saying you mm-hmm. want to let guys through your lanes, but you also don't have to worry about my God. If, if we get beat, this guy's going to be right behind my back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say Jonathan Taylor because I felt like that's the most obvious, but I do have to say, I think Michael Pittman is going to benefit okay. a lot because we saw what he could do with that high ball. We saw what he could do with deep shots with Carson Wentz. All right. I mean, it, there was one of the most amazing catches of 2021 happened against the Arizona Cardinals where he just chucked it to, to Pittman, three defenders on him, and he just rips that thing out of the sky and just catapults himself into the end zone. That's what Michael Pittman actually does best, I think. I think that you're going to see Pierce do a lot of great things. I think Jelani Woods is a wild card, but man, Michael Pittman is going to, I think he's going to eat most of the volume, but he's also going to be able to catch a lot of those deep shots. And he's going to be able to really, um, use that that frame to his advantage unlike he was not able to last year michael pittman jr in a contract year and there's a debate does he get paid top receiver money will the colt what will colts offer to pittman does the deal get done before the season starts we we don't know but when you think about michael pittman putting up I mean, the numbers that he has for this Colts team over the past three years, and he's gone for three different quarterbacks, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and then three alone last year with Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Jeez. Foles, and that, that whole debacle. So it, it'd be interesting to see it's how Michael Pittman is judged when he really hasn't had stability at quarterback like most of these really good wide receivers have had. So uh, I, I like the pick. I think Michael Pittman could be a Pro Bowl wide receiver uh, with with having stability at quarterback. I, I definitely think that's a possibility. And I was really thinking about Alec Pierce myself. But, man, I, I just think with, with everything that has been said this offseason – or, or since the draft happened and, and with what I think the Colts are going to implement, I think it's going to be Josh Downs. I think this group is really going to hit the ground running. I think it might start out where Josh Downs and Isaiah McKenzie really battle it out for that starting slot role, uh, which may make things a little bit slower for, for Josh Downs to start out. But I think by the end of the year, we're talking about Josh Downs as being a, an absolute stud in this, in this Colts offense. Because when you're talking about you're having Josh Downs out there in the slot, the, the the perfect quick win wide receiver for the for the Indianapolis Colts here taking taking Zach's uh, Zach's line from his Josh Downs piece <laughs> earlier, but but I mean when you look at the film of of the Eagles, I mean 
when you can put Josh Downs in those sets where Devontae Smith is winning early, he's going to be a security blanket for Anthony Richardson. The kid catches pretty much anything thrown his way. I think he had like a 2% drop rate in in his years there at North Carolina, which is just absurd. Uh, I'm really excited about this kid. I wrote I wrote his his fit in the indie draft guide saying that I don't even think that the Colts would have a chance to get him because they didn't really need a, a wide receiver at the top of the second, let alone that he didn't fit the Ballard mold of over six foot, over two hundred pounds. But but we're really seeing a shift. We're seeing a shift, and we saw the shift that St- Shane Steichen is getting the guys that he wants for this offense. And I really think Josh Downs is going to have a huge role in this really really from the start and i think it's just going to amplify as these two get more comfortable with one another they're already starting to build rapport and i think josh downs is very determined to go out there and show that a lot of teams messed up when they let him fall to the third round so i'm really excited to see what josh downs can do in this offense with anthony richardson and and i think he could be a guy that that possibly leads the colts in receptions maybe not this year but but in a couple years, for multiple years, Josh Downs, I think, could be uh, someone that that really eats those in that short area game and is able to take this offense to another level. But, hey, that's our show for tonight, guys. Really appreciate Zach coming on to discuss the Colts offense with Anthony Richardson with us. It was a lot of fun. And appreciate everybody uh, in the chat here. Shout out to Stats Matt, Logan Schmidt, of course, Stormy, my wife, Danielle, uh, Patrick, all the super chats that came in tonight. We really appreciate you guys. You guys are what make this show so much fun. And Drake and I truly mean that. So if you haven't done so already, please go ahead and follow us on all the things. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow Horseshoe Huddle at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell. So you know whenever Drake and I are going live, Destin and Shot are going live. And if you can't make it live or watch us on YouTube, we're on all the podcast platforms now as well. Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen, just follow us and subscribe at the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. So, Zach, it was a pleasure having you on. If you guys haven't done so already, go follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Hicks too. Uh, and as we do to end every episode, we talk about some things we got out there on the big site for all of us, horseshoehuddle.com. Zach, what are some things that the people can check out for you? Uh, and then, Drake, what are some things that, that uh, you've got written on the site that people can go give a read to? Yeah, so I mean, I'm just kind of chugging along through the empty theory stuff. So that's pretty much my main focus there over at the site. You guys can keep checking that out uh, as it drops. I mean, I'm going to release another uh, addition to that series here on Wednesday, another one on Friday, and then probably wrap it up next Monday or Tuesday. Uh, That'll mostly just be the wrap up piece. So the series itself will pretty much finish at the end of uh, this season or this uh this week here but yeah that's that's my biggest focus and then i'll i'll drop a little thing here is uh, i have a film interview happening this week with a pretty pretty good colts player so we'll see uh if that comes on this channel i believe it will go on this channel because i just don't think i can throw that on the lockdown colts channel uh so it will likely be on this channel this week i'll let you guys know more uh when that officially goes up but yeah with uh one of the colts better players i'm doing a film session interview and knowing me It'll probably be like a three-hour conversation that this poor guy will be suffering along through, but uh, but it'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. I'll you you guys will get more details later this week. Awesome! Can't wait. That that's gonna be a fun yeah. one. Drake, what are some things that people can check out that you've written? 
So I recently just uh, a fun one that I just it was a lot of fun to kind of put together was the three chess the three chess matches for for Shane Steichen where it's going to be a battle of wits against uh, three other coaches. I, I picked some prequel matchups and then one that I'm going to be working on is is five games where Anthony Richardson can shine. You know where he can like really showcase his skills against you know defenses or marquee quarterbacks and stuff like that so i think there's going to be some of those games if he starts all 17 you're going to get plenty of games where he's going to showcase his talent awesome awesome yeah and i've got a piece that that came out today uh about the colts possibly forging some new rivalries with all with possibly going up against six rookie quarterbacks in the 2023 season kind of diving into each one of those so go check that out you can follow drake at d walster drake you can follow me at andrew moore nfl and we will be back thursday night we it won't be live on thursday night we've got a pre-recorded episode for thursday night unfortunately uh i won't be available the wife and i are going to a concert that i bought for her on valentine's day so i will be a little preoccupied thursday but we will still have a show thursday night 7 p.m for you guys to check out but guys i have a feeling offense in indianapolis is going to be fun again so we'll see you on thursday